I should take a photo of where I am right now. Does it sound much more distant? Yes, much more distant. It okay. sounds like your head is all the way in the toilet. Okay. And then less distant? Less distant? Yes. Less distant? Yes, you're right. Less your, your microphone okay. is in your mouth. Okay, great. So the this the microphone that I've got on these cheap like gamer headphones is a placebo microphone with respect to this computer, which otherwise huh. like so. Uh, I really should have taken a photo of myself wearing a tethered wired microphone under my desk to prevent myself from being close to my laptop microphone. Crawling <laughs> like, around on the floor. Crawling around on the floor. Like I, this is like one of these things where you want your like your you know. What a member of my family to walk in just thinking to themselves, like, this is our, what we are, our future. Is this this right. <laughs> right. Good. Okay. So that's good to know. So I, I actually need to be I, until I get my microphone worked out. But is this okay? This is, yeah. Uh, yeah. You sound good. You sound good. Right. Um, and I would say your, your microphone, placebo or not, um, when I was listening to recording last time, I was very envious of it. I feel like my microphone sucks um, and yours sounded great. So, okay. Good. Uh, so that, I think it, my the little boom mic that I have on these cheapy gamer headphones actually might have worked on the other laptop. This is the laptop that that uh, has a, a defective T pause 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 key not T key. Yes. 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 Which I, I kept talking about my broken T key, and everyone is like, "Why does it, what is going on with that guy? What is torch? Like why are you, does it's it like, come up so often that just saying torch?" Just is wasting too much time, so you're just referring to it as a tiki. As a tiki. I guess that makes sense. You're right. Even my ten-year-old daughter was like, "I assumed you meant tiki, like torch." Like, no, a T space 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 key, a key that has a T on it, a key and not uh, tea that you drink. But anyway, that's so. I'm on the, yeah, the laptop. Uh, I I'm really excited. For, oh, do we have our bot in here? Is our little yep, our bot little, uh, claims to be recording? Um, yes. Yep. So if you go into the live chat channel. It has a big thing that says it's recording. I think people can see it. Uh, people in the past have started it. Nobody started it this time, but I assume that's just because everyone's over starring things. Um, but yeah, we seem to be recording. And I would say the bot did a great job recording, mostly. I feel uh, like this is time. a shit sandwich for the bot. Are you about to give me the bot its annual yeah. performance review? Because this is what it feels <laughs> but, like. But I'm glad you're listening. Because <laughs> bot, uh, they give one of the Everyone values the bot. That's right. We all <laughs> there's there's a feeling in the organization that the bot is doing good work. Um, recorded uh, everybody's uh, voice as a different channel, which is actually great. The problem is they weren't perfectly time synchronized. So when I loaded them into the editing software, um, you would be like laughing at a joke before it was told. Which I mean, you are very quick on the uptake. Don't get me wrong. But, I do. Uh, I am able to see, with respect to comedy, I can see three seconds into the future. It's a it's a strange natural gift. Yeah. Well. So anyway, <laughs> bot 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 is mostly good. Little hair on the bot, but you know, little hair good. on the bot. Um. Okay. So that that's interesting. So that ha would happen with Twitter Spaces as well. Actually, it gives us some. Uh, with Twitter Spaces, we had that same issue where people were laughing at jokes that hadn't yet been made. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for folks who are listening. Can you go into the um, 1212 uh, podcast channel and type something? Because I haven't seen... Oh, there we go. Okay, everyone, you can stop, you can stop typing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you did a great job, everyone. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can see... Now you can see the stop recording button. Um, I think only I can click it. I think in the past someone tried to click it. <laughs> and... 
got sad from that. But um, anyway, yeah, fingers crossed. That's right. So let's hope. Uh, I also do love, Adam, that you and I have known one another for so long that we will implicitly make references to kind of one, kind of our shared history. And when I just feel for the benefit of everyone, we should say that when you're saying there's a feeling in the organization, this is something, this is actual direct feedback I used to get from my very bad manager. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, the kind of passive voice feedback, disembodied feedback. Disembodied feedback, and in particular, he would always, when giving me negative feedback, he would always give me negative feedback in the third person. So it would be, there's a feeling in the organization that while Brian is technically correct, it's like, okay, here we go, here we go. Brian is technically correct. He sometimes expresses it in a way that is not the most productive. I'm like, who's this Brian guy we're talking about? Oh, me. Oh. I'm that guy. I want to meet this guy because I, I want to meet this guy. Get along cause... great, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yes, there's a feeling in the organization that the bot could uh, improve its sequencing of tracks. Yeah, but you know, it, it actually is good because then if someone is like off typing in the background, I was able to like mute that one track. So you know, bot, you can stick around. You can stick around. There you go. The classic shit sandwich. Um, I am very excited for this conversation. Unnaturally so. Yeah. So this kind of had me reflecting on like the full, you know, audio narrative, honestly, not to go too, <laughs> too deep with this, but, and kind of like, when did I first, because I, I feel like we were into podcasts from the beginning. Right? I think you were into podcasts from the beginning. Okay, I, I, I know that you are. Happen. No, 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 no. I, I, and, and I laud you for it. Like, seriously, like, I, I feel like you've given me podcast recommendations since the days of the iPod. And I just, I don't know, like I just wasn't super into it at times. And all of a sudden <laughs> I think, I mean, no, no. So I would commute and I would commute and read. Like I wouldn't have that many times in my life where what I wanted was audio. And I guess in, in the last several years, my life has changed in such a way where I'm like walking dogs and driving around and, uh, and like doing dishes more and folding more laundry and all this stuff where I, like this is exactly what I want. And maybe with like, I think also with the pandemic, I'm getting less kind of in-person <laughs> yammering. And so I want some more, you know, offline yammering. Yeah, I think all those things are true. And I, because I feel the same way. Like I feel I've always been into podcasts, but they've played a really different role in the last couple of years. And I think it's because like just more house doing housework and being homebound was a part of it. Um, I also feel like having Bluetooth headphones makes a big difference in, with respect to like being able to listen to something while doing housework. I, I, maybe that's too quotidian or pedestrian, but um, just being able to be totally hands free while you're again, you know, doing dishes or folding laundry or whatever. But is it, as I was thinking back like an audio narrative, do you remember – so I, I remember discovering This American Life on radio when it was like – this is I'm going to sound so old-timey when I talk about – like I feel old-timey when I talk about broadcast television. And for whatever reason, when I talk about broadcast radio, I sound – I feel I sound even more old-timey. But <laughs> I sort of have the sense of like – the whole family huddled around the wireless. <laughs> I get huddled around the wireless. Exactly. Like, well, because the in particular, chats, right. when I, you know, 
back when, you know, having a, it was a huge deal to have like a CD player in a car, felt like a total luxury. And I used to just, you know, listen to the radio going from point A to point B. And there was this program that would come on the local public radio station with seemingly no repeatability. It was like it, the time would move around a lot. And this is early internet days. So you didn't really have an online schedule, but this is This American Life. And were you ever with me? So I bought a bunch of This American Life on cassette. And I still have. No, no. Hey, good thing your your car has a cassette. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good thing I've got a cassette deck in my in the, in the old vehicle. Uh, yeah. But the and uh, in particular, I just found that like for long haul driving, I really enjoyed listening to. And this American Life is obviously extraordinary. And when that, I mean, I was trying to think, like, what were some of the first things that I listened to in a podcast? I think Radio Lab was the same way, where I was only catching it occasionally on the radio and being delighted by it. So when that was made available whenever I wanted, it just found, felt like an outrageous luxury. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, actually, it was another NPR show. It was Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Because I would, mm. um, my, my older son would, would go to some sporting activity on I think like Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, it would always line up with wait, wait, don't tell me. And we would sort of linger in the car to like answer the last few questions rather than going in early. Uh, and then that's become something that we listen to. I guess you call it a podcast, right? Because I can download it asynchronously. And uh, that, that's that's something that we still listen to in the family, uh, as a family in the car. You, you, you gather around the old wireless as a family. Yes, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. So... I and I so I feel like I've I kind of I've always been listening to podcasts, but especially when again, especially recently, I've been also with like long, as I mentioned, with long haul driving, and especially when I was skiing with the kids. You know, we do a lot of day tripping, and we're you know it's a couple hours each direction, and podcasts are really really load bearing there. So I I realized that I listened to a lot of podcasts that were somewhat load bearing for oxide actually in that, oh. which is kind of funny. Um, as I was kind of writing this stuff down. So I don't know where we want to start. Um, I obviously want to hear, you know, Adam, I want to hear some of your favorites. Uh, you just turned me on to a, a great one, actually, um, that I'm the uh, Paul Ford's latest podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, so um, I think folks who have stuff to say and have podcasts they like, stick up your hand and we'll, we'll, we'll call on you and bring you up to the stage. Um, but yeah, I, I got into that Ziadi and Ford podcast. I found it somewhere. I have no idea where, um, because there was a, I guess it was like their first episode, but I had no idea it was their first episode it was this interview with, uh, Matt Levine and talking about FTX. And I was just, it was just perfectly in the crosshairs of what I wanted to hear. Um, so really like that. Have you have you listened to that one yet? I have not listened to that one yet. Okay. I actually am really. I only listened to their most recent one actually and loved it. Uh, so mm -hmm. I am like really looking forward to doing household chores. Yeah. I can't so, wait okay. to go to the dishwasher. So, so the one I listened to the other day, you're going to really like, which was um, the premise was uh, this. I, I really enjoyed their style too. Kind of meandered up into this as perhaps we do sometimes, but. Um, so the proposal was Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, best CEO ever, question mark. And that's awesome. Uh, con contrasting this, like, you know, her style of like never say anything of consequence in her whole life, you know, for, for, for like 70 years on, <laughs> for the, 70 on years. the throne. <laughs> right. right. So lo loved it. 
Um, and uh, and then contrasting uh, Elon as like the antithesis of this, and and then uh, painting kind of talking about um, Tim Cook as like very QE two in his style as CEO. Very QE two. That sounds great. Yeah, well, I, I, I love it. Well, so I think that also highlights a point that you have made that I, that I think you and I both agree, I, I certainly agree with, is that when we talk about, when we look at technical podcasts in particular, one of the things that you identified is like, you know, a lot of these technical podcasts are, are just, are not funny. Like, I, I actually, oh, yeah. I really value humor in a podcast. And I, Paul Ford is, he, the guy's funny. He's just like, in, the, in those... As a, as a pair, they seem to be very funny, and like th- that makes it compelling. I think that's actually really important. I'm with you. Actually, you know, what? I'm going to wind it back because even before wait, wait, don't tell me. On the way to work, I, I used to um, when I was working at Delphix, I had about a mile and a half walk, and I would listen to Car Talk, like um, the classic. On, uh, you know, record, and it is so delightful. And I think that like that's you know when we started this, that's kind of what I aspire to, right? The the like. <laughs> The, the click and clack. Demeanor, the demeanor of click and clack, uh, having so much fun, but like r- rooted in, I guess, these real <laughs> people's real car problems. Um, but anyway, I, I think that's something about Ziadi and Ford that I really enjoy. Like they're having fun, right? They're, they're having fun and you're having fun with them. And, I, and there's so many technical podcasts I've listened to that I can't get into. And actually, I want to. Like I, I, I feel like this weird protestant ethos of like working when i'm not working right of being productive even when folding the laundry i'm already being productive by the way from folding the laundry um but and i'm not going to name names but I've, I've listened to so many lousy ones uh and and waited all the way through um but yeah i've, I've not found that many technical podcasts that i really enjoy yeah, I th- there's a, and I think that if, if a technical podcast, if it's if it's not going to g- kind of get into that kind of click and clack ethos, the kind of car talk ethos. By the way, I must just say like, don't code like Adam. Am I say we is, is that what we're, go- we're going for? <laughs> don't code like my brother. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, the but the, if you're not going to kind of go with that ethos, it needs to be technically really really compelling. There's ne- there needs to be narrative that is just captivating. Uh, and I actually do have yeah. two examples of that. So, or at least two examples. I'm sure there, there might have more than the examples. But uh, one example that is one of these podcasts that is just like unfindable uh, is the the Brady Haywood podcast, which does is is not like how would you ever find? And this is an engineer who uh, goes into particular engineering disasters and mainly civil engineering, but also aerospace engineering and a couple of others. Uh, and it really, really, really good stuff. Uh, and talking about bridge collapses, and the one I would recommend, and actually, I would, I, I would, I should say this from the top: if you've got a podcast that you love, also mention an episode that you love that really represents that podcast. And for the Brady Haywood podcast, I really recommend. The, I think it's a five-parter on Apollo thirteen. That is really amazing. Apollo thirteen is bonkers. I mean, that is just. Off the charts engineering, and it really good story, but amazingly well told um, in the Brady Haywood podcast. That's awesome. Um, tatted Code Monkey, uh, you were asking to talk, and you <laughs> walked away, and we got you back. Yeah, sorry, my kids started screaming. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say a consistently good podcast I've listened for the last several years is Econ Talk. 
with Russ Roberts, and it's also a really good source of books because he interviews a lot of authors. And slightly t- tangential to economics, he like brings it back, but it's just a, a really good, consistent uh, podcast. Say the name of it again. Yeah, you broke up for me uh, right at the name. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, Econ Talk with Russ Roberts. Econ Talk. Okay. All right, we gotta, how are we going to write these down? I know we're recording this, but people, so, uh, people end I'm, up dropping I'm links hope, in. Yeah, I'm hopeful that folks can drop some links into the live chat, and then if someone seems to get it right, drop some stars on it, and we'll we'll go grab for the stars as we put the show notes together. And if yeah, you, thank you, folks, who are doing that. And if you can't find it, yeah, we'll, we'll go find it. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. That, that sounds like a good one. And you say you like it, too, because uh, you get book recommendations out of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of books like I would never read. Uh, there was one, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was called uh, Dark Salt Clear, maybe? It was a, a girl, woman in the UK who uh, spent some time on a fishing boat and just wrote about the life in the fishing village and uh, that kind of stuff, and it was just really interesting. And it, it's lots of stuff like that, that along sounds, with yeah, it sounds great. economics talk. And what's the uh, what's the cadence? Is it is it something that you kind of listen to more for current events, or would you recommend? Because another question I've got is: there's so many great podcasts that are like not recording anymore, but the backlog is still amazing. Is it something that kind yeah, of stand- yeah, the, yeah, it's weekly. Uh, he records them at way ahead of time, so it's not. It, it can be current sometimes, but it's got like eleven years of podcasts on there. <laughs> But sometimes I'll read an old book and then go back and find that he did an interview with a person. And I'll I'll go back and listen to the interview from like four years ago from some book I just found. He's interviewed Ryan Holiday a bunch and some other people, like just lots and lots of authors. That is awesome. Well, that's a great recommendation. Thank you. Definitely get that one. Yeah, get that one yeah, no teed up. Yeah, um, speaking of one with yeah. um, with a lot of archive, um, have you listened to Brian? How I built this. I have listened to How I Built This. Yes, that's a good one. That okay. is one I definitely listened to when we were kind of contemplating Oxide. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, How I Built This, um, I started listening to it with my older son who was getting into computer science. And actually, we listened to one on the creation of Discord. So highly recommend that episode. Ooh, that's a good and, one. And very germane. Um, I, I did have to pause it for a moment because the founder of Discord went to Full Sail University in Florida and was ta- kind of hyping that up. And I didn't need to pause it because this is a high school age student, I was I was listening to it with and saying that might be right for you. Let's not get too excited. Uh, you know, might be the right pick, might not. He's like, uh, Dad, can we just unpause the podcast, please? Yeah, we have to. Wait, no more, no more PSAs here. Yeah, right. exactly. Can I? Am I? Can I listen to something else? Will you give me the lecture on whether I can consider this guy's same life options, and then we can get back to the podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That there are some good ones on. I I listened to one with the kids on how I built this on Instagram, which was really good as well. Um, but I, yeah, the Discord one I have not seen, and and would definitely want to check out. Um, a, uh, are, are there other technical ones that you, uh, cause I, have you listened to the amp hour at all? Uh, the amp hour, I, no. th- that, that's a, another, a, a good one about, um, electronics, it's definitely all over the map, but really exciting. They're often interviewing folks and a lot of really interesting stuff there. It's amp, the, amp, the amp hour amp hour. Nice. Yes. You know, one, I think you recommended to me. That I've listened to a few episodes of is the Pick Place podcast. Pick Place podcast is great. That's from Rick Alther, a, a colleague of ours. Yeah, Pick Place yeah. podcast is is really good. 
Uh, and that, yeah, you learn a lot about a domain that you, that most people, certainly I knew nothing about, which, which is uh, PCB manufacturing. Yeah. And, and Brian, you've, you've often said, you know, how, uh, you know, you feel like the PCB deserves its history. And I think there's a, I, I kind of wandered into like part two of three or something describing some of that history. So, um, you know, something you might catch up on as well. Uh, yeah, that, I feel like because Pick Place podcast is, I've actually, I've kind of fallen behind on. I need to actually go back. And there's some stuff, I actually need to re-listen to it because there's stuff that I really didn't appreciate the first time. But now that we've had some manufacturing problems, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, oh, mislabeled real. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, right. Now, my first reaction was, well, that could never happen to us. Now, <laughs> hmm, well, uh. Okay, that will hopefully never happen again. On that topic, another one that I love that they have not turned into a podcast, but absolutely should, the Computer History Museum's Oral Histories. Do you listen to these? Yes. Yes, I do. Actually, that's another one I listen to Will, my older son. Uh, we were listening to one with Dave Cutler. Um, that one is good. Great. Yeah, I thought that and one was the, good. Um, Pierre Lamont one is Scintillating. The, the Pierre... I mean, both because Pierre's story, I mean, Pierre, uh, Oxide Investor, uh, both because his, his, like, the things he's done are amazing, but, like, that he wanted to build transistors, I mean, like, literally listening to transistor radios in Vichy, France, as a small child, it's like, talk about a sort of an origin story, it's just wild. It's wild. It's a that's a very good oral history, and, and there are a bunch of them. One that I actually got turned on to that series initially because our colleague Aryan pointed me to the 3DFX panel. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but that is also mesmerizingly oh, no, good. Yeah, I really want to check out that one. Um, Aryan appointed me to that as well after I read this book about uh, the creation of Doom and it had reminded me of the 3DFX card. The masters. So yeah, I gotta, of I gotta get that in the queue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they, and hey, Computer History Museum, turn into a podcast. I there is, which actually is a, and, and Jacob, I want to get to you. It's also a, a kind of a good, and I'll, I'll drop a link into this tweet, but I saw a great, it's not a tweet, actually, it's a, it's a toot on Mastodon about a really great post saying that, you know, the great thing about the phrase, wherever you get podcasts, is it highlights the power of RSS and the fact that no, no one owns that. The, where you get podcasts, that you can get podcasts anywhere that has an RSS feed, actually, uh, is is a tremendous value to podcasts and the reason that they continue to endure. It's also the reason why they can be a bit hard to search. Uh, Jacob, you've got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I joined a little late, so I didn't know if there was any like strict uh, categories that we had to recommend. But um, one podcast that I really enjoy um, has a big back catalog, and it kind of peters out a little bit later. but. Malcolm Gladwell did the Revisionist History podcast. Um, there's a handful of episodes that are really good, but there is a really uh, key season, I believe it's third or fourth, where he goes through uh, what he terms the Bomber Mafia. Um, it covers like a key part of that war that was like the um, uh, a couple of key characters during that time. Uh, but the whole podcast kind of has Malcolm Gladwell's like nice bite-sized, like cool look on history. Um, but it has a lot of really good pace for the first four seasons. I think. Awesome. Now, and I got to confess, Gladwell, I, I loved the tipping point. And, but 
I get nervous with Gladwell that I'm getting overly condensed stuff. Do you get nervous about that at all, Jacob? Or how is, it, is it, 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 the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, okay. for sure. Right. It's, uh, that, that I did want to, like, maybe preface as, like, he can be a little bit too... Um, I, the, I can't remember what the word for, like, the type of bias is, but when somebody's telling you something, it just it feels like I want to believe you a little bit too much. That's definitely where it comes to. Um, I'm a student right now, and I listen to... Um, uh, a couple of his books, his audiobooks right now on my commutes to school. And uh, yeah, like a handful of them, it's like, I don't know enough about this to question it well enough. Like he does really good research, but usually it's always like case examples from like what these police officers did in this city. And it's like, okay, but you know, I don't have a background in this, but I feel like he just does enough good work that it like some of the things seem to be like on inspection good enough. Most of the stuff in revisionist history is like stories of people more than it is like, I don't know what it really means to become an expert in X amount of hours. <laughs> right. I was just saying the kind of the classic one is the this kind of 10,000 hour idea, which is, I think, uh, not really supported by evidence. But yeah, the, is, and I, again, I love the tipping point, Jacob. I love your approach to it of like, hey, there's a lot of this stuff that is just he is earthing stuff that's actually interesting and factual. It's not nearly merely being distilled. One of the ones that I the anecdotes that he has from the tipping point that again is not him is is not him being selective. It's just it, it is a true fact. Is pointing out the one eight hundred numbers on the back of household products about, do you have any questions, comments, or concerns? Call this 1-800 number and pointing out, oh, yeah, yeah. which is like, <laughs> yeah, why does that exist? And of course that exists because they've got you, people that are very sensitive to soap or smell are likely to call those numbers and they pay attention to what they say because those people are, which I think is a, it, it's a really interesting idea. So that, all right, I'll, I, you, you've inspired me to go check some of that stuff out. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, is that a uh, corn? You're right. Is that corn a... tool. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Um. So, how many do I get? As many as you want. We'll you want. You Go for it. No bag limit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me see. I'll try to get some of like the more technical or tech focused ones out the way. So I was trying to go through my OPML file from Overcast. And I really wish I could find, um, I star a lot of stuff in Overcast, but uh, I'd have to figure out how to export to get that data out. It may not be uh, user facing, but- um, Would you mind just describing Overcast? I, so I don't use Overcast, how does it work? So, so Overcast is a Apple platforms only podcast app. So there's a iOS, iPad OS, and now you can get it on Mac OS as well. It's from uh, Marco Arment. Um, I think he was like the first engineer at Tumblr and then he did Instapaper. And then like his ne next big app was Overcast. And uh, one of the reasons I like it is um, I like the, uh, the audio processing that it does. So I use the, what is it? The smart speed, which basically it, um, it shortens the length of uh, like dead space. Oh, it speeds things um, up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it doesn't cut it out totally. So it doesn't sound just totally unnatural. But yeah. like, yeah, I think I have saved. Oh, God. Let me look. Uh, let's see if I can compare a little process. Um, I, I listen to recorded meetings at 2x a lot. 
and then you get into like an actual meeting. You're like, why is this person speaking so slowly? It's like, no, you dummy, because you've been listening to them sped up for. Yep. Yeah, I can't find it, but there's like a stat. I want to say it's like I've saved. Yeah, here it is. Smart smart speed has saved you an extra one thousand sixty six hours oh, to get adjustment. Okay, you okay? You, you are you are after my own heart here. That you obviously listen to a lot of podcasts to save that much dead space. You listen to a lot of podcasts. All right, so yeah, what what, yeah. what are some of your favorites? Um. So I'm a I'm a big Merlin Man fan. Uh, so like I uh, discovered him like from like the This Week in Tech podcast, like Mac Week Breakly, uh, Mac Mac Break Weekly. Um, so I was a longtime listener of Dubai, um Back to Work, um, and so he has one that I still listen to, which is Dubai Friday, and it's like a weekly challenge podcast. So they do things. So I think the last let's see. One of the recent challenges they had was um, like do create a digital Zettel casting, right? Like the the whole personal knowledge management thing. Um, it's really funny. It's kind of really kind of off kilter or whatever. Um, let's see what else. Some of like some new ones that I've discovered recently. Um, so there is the Future of Coding podcast. So there's like a it's like a community, futureofcoding.org. And the format has changed several times. Uh, the, the back catalog is really worth checking out. So, like, if you are kind of in, into, like, the future of programming languages or programming systems, uh, there's some, like, really good um, interviews uh, or discussions. Kind of some of the more recent formats they've been doing, they've been breaking down like seminal papers in the whole, um, you know, uh, humane or like, like new media um, type space. So things like, uh, I think they did worse is better. Mm-hmm. I think they did one of the Alan K papers on like the history of small talk or uh, it was one of those um, like reviews of like the small talk project. Yeah, this looks, um, this looks good. They did the Doug Engelbart piece. Uh, that, yeah, this yeah. The, the JCR link. Yeah, this looks good. Adam, I assume um, I assume this, the future of coding is new to you as well. I assume, Adam. Yeah, I've not heard of that one. Adding that one right now. And so there was another one that was put out by um, I think it was started out as I don't know if it's still affiliated with Notion. The um, kind of like the smart programmable document like app or whatever, but it's called Tools and Craft. Tools and Craft, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to find the links and I'll put it, I'm going to put it in the channel. Yeah, okay. But um, I mean, so yeah, they had an interview with Alan Kay, interview with Ted Nelson. Um, the Andy Matushak interview was really good. Uh, Andy Matushak was, he was, uh, I think he was like a early iOS, engineer and then he was um was at Khan Academy for a while and just has been doing a lot of work in the um tools for thought space and um especially like stuff with space repetition and um you know just the whole intelligence amplification so computing as you know an intelligence amplifier 
Yeah, this looks really good. They got a Danielle Baskin too. Is a guest that they've had. I I love her work. is terrific. So wildly creative. Yeah, this looks like a great. Yeah, what a great find. And do you use Notion, Adam? I feel like Notion is the kind of thing that you would turn me on to. <laughs> it does, but I have never used it. Like I agree that it feels like the kind of thing that I would be using and loving. But no, I've never tried it. I feel like a dummy. Yeah. Yeah, this is a. They've got an all-star lineup here. Like, or, or more, I should say, more like really. It looks like a really interesting guests. So these are conversations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Nelson, Jonathan Blow. I wonder if they got their Jonathan Blow conversation to fit inside of three hours because we did not. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. That was that was. I was. I listened to that one on the drive from Mississippi back to Austin. So yeah, that was uh, uh, right. And it, it was low. You, right, you were you were able to get a third of the way through it between uh, <laughs> yeah. back to Austin. Uh, when we did, when we interviewed Jonathan Blow, I we it went on for three and a half hours, and he, like a hurricane that had entered the Gulf, was gathering steam. I, Steve, Jess, and I were all like dying of hypothermia in Jess's garage. But uh, that was a conversation. He he could definitely really intriguing guy. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is um... this is a great find. Let's see. Another one is um, so I think it's what is it? Did it Jeremy Keith uh, resilient web design? So I think he so he wrote a short like a short book on um, on on resilient web design and um, really trying to keep with the grain of of the web and how you build software over the web and you know progressive enhancement it, and what, 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 what um, does that recorded, mean resilient web design because it, 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 i'm getting the sense that's like resilient in a from a use a, like a ui perspective use a ux ux perspective or yeah so let me go and see if uh resilient web web design you might think that this is a handbook for design robust website sites it's not a handbook it's more like a history book hmm. um it's i use this book i was teaching a course in like full stack web development and i was this was probably one of the best resources for just like like a just the philosophy of how you build software for the web um and so even if you're building rich applications and it's you know, whatever, whether you're doing a spa or you're doing server side, right? But just like, it's just respecting the fact that, hey, everybody doesn't run, probably doesn't run JavaScript and somebody may be using a screen reader or have other accessibility needs. So mm. use all the WizBang features, but um, be aware of, of you know of, of of the system and the environment and the ecosystem that you're participating in and 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 respect it and and, and hey here this is some historical context for you know why um but that's really interesting yeah, is I it, say, yeah i think you i think it's like you can listen to the whole book so it's basically an, an audio book but you basically you know publish you know, like each chapter is like a like an episode, so you can listen to it like a podcast. So, like, yeah, you can you can get the book for free. You can go to resilientwebdesign.com. dot com, but there, I believe, there's an RSS feed. I know, and you can um, get to the podcast, yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, also, I think uh, Jeremy, he, he created a website called HuffDuffer.com, H-U-F-F-D-U-F-F-E-R. And it's basically a way for you to create ad hoc, you know, our uh, podcast feeds. So huh. um, basically, you can, you know, you can create your own feed or whatever. You get a link to, an, you know, something that can, uh, some media file, you know, to add to it as an enclosure. So whether that's another podcast or just a site that has a link to an, an audio file, you can, you know, create your own podcast and the the site it has tags so you can look for like tags on different topics so i think he i think he just huffed up his whole book you can just, <laughs> so you can actually just get the link link you know get the rss feed there every tag has an rss feed every user has their own feed um it, huffed up is actually pretty cool and then building on top of that there's something called huffed up video where you can take video links and it will go and download the video and extract the audio and throw it up. And I think Ooh. the site will, like, it'll probably only host it for 30 days. So actually going, thinking about Jonathan Blow, right, if you want to listen to, like, the, what was it, the end of civilization or whatever, like, the talk where he's basically, you know, uh, kind of the call to action um, is to just be mindful that we still are able to build resilient or, you know, just build good systems. You could just huff up that video, right? And listen to it as a podcast because it still works as a podcast. You know, well, uh, well like I want to do this for the, the Computer History Museum Oral History Series, which is all on YouTube as videos. And I want them all to have, I want to have all that on audio. So yeah, I got to, and I guess I use huff duff as a verb. I, I'm always the, the I'm, I'm going to go, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. huff duff that video. Huff duff it. I'm going to yeah. huff duff it. Yeah, huff duff it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the kids are saying that, Brian. <laughs> That's all the kids are saying it. Yeah. There's a bookmarklet, I think, which will it'll like look for links on the on the page or whatever, and you can you know add entries. Um, As an aside, yeah, does no, does I, Will I, I not almost, use the phrase "down horrendous"? Adam's making the the fact that I was implying that anyone still on Twitter is down horrendous. Does does Will? No, no, no I've never heard him say that, and I'm almost embarrassed to ask him. Like I've not asked him that. <laughs> Just because I no, you gotta just like drop it in conversation. What his reaction is gonna be? You, 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 <laughs> like, no, you, you see, like when he when he's about to leave, he's like, "You gotta be down horrendous to wear that jacket." And just see if he like, if he's like, Wait, "What the?" He just he just might die where he stands. <laughs> That's right. He might. Sorry, Cortul. This is my reference again to a to a, a tweet, and I this is something my my kids say to one another in particular, and to me. They they basically everyone is. Any choice I'm any life choice I make is because I. Yeah. So, Cordell, can I ask you? Obviously, listen to a lot of podcasts. Are do you? And you mentioned doing one on a long drive. Do you end up? Is it where do you? Is it driving or how do you end up listening to so many podcasts? I mean, I'm I'm listening to less now. Um, I mean, the reason I I guess I listened to so many it was either that or like audio books was. So I did uh, doctoral studies, and so let's see, I started, I started my studies like two weeks before Katrina um, oh. at LSU, oh, and man. so my wife was supposed to move with me, uh, but uh, you know that just kind of threw the professional market in Louisiana in, in an upheaval, and so we were just like, oh, it'll only take you three years to get your PhD, right? We can, we can do this, so. I would drive back and forth between Jackson and Baton Rouge every weekend wow. for 
years. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> lot of right, I can imagine. And do you, I mean, you must have things. First of all, how, how long a distance is it from Jackson to Baton Rouge? That's got to be a couple of hours at least, right? From Jackson to Baton Rouge? Yeah, like two, yeah, like two hours, two hours 15, right. yeah. And uh, I got to yeah. imagine, like, I feel like I've listened to a lot of podcasts between Sacramento and the Bay Area. And I got to imagine that it's uh, that Jackson to Baton Rouge is probably not an overly compelling drive from a scenery perspective. So you're probably welcoming, I would imagine. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not to denigrate either through. Jackson or Baton Rouge, of course, but I just imagine that. Yeah, you drive. It's not that bad. You're driving through Piney Hills. Um, you know, like, I, I drove cross country from Memphis to. To the Bay Area and uh, the, uh, the flatland in New Mexico—that was that was dangerous. You know, just, yeah, in, in Arizona, that was dangerous. Um, yeah, so yeah. All right, so I you am, were in the car lot, and, and so do you have? Because I feel I definitely have this, and Adam, I wonder if you have this as well. Where I'll listen to something, and I will like, God, I know exactly where I was. When I was driving, hearing this, I like I can I, I, I you know I, my memory is associated with kind of where I physically was. You must have the same thing if you if you did that drive so many times. Yeah, yeah, it's some stuff is starting to blur together because I mean at least that one that one that was basically a commute, and so some stuff just kind of right. It's just like it's like huh, like yeah. How many times like you know it, it's almost like I can, you can pick a place and then it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember chuckling at this thing that this person, you know, uh, said or this thing, this thought-provoking thing or whatever and stuff. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it's quite a bit of that. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's. We, my my oldest was working at a summer camp and my my younger, oh, the, the, the now 18-year-old and the now 15-year-old and I would drive back and forth to him every weekend. So it's a similar kind of thing of like, you know, two-hour two drive every weekend and, Listen to a lot. We actually listen to a lot of the the Brady Haywood podcast uh, on, on that route. Uh, these are the, yeah. Those are well. Those are great suggestions. That's a bunch of really good stuff. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any any others that you want to get out there? Um. Let's see. I'm just. I'll pick one more. Um, crap. Which one did I have? I mean, I. I mean, I. I, I enjoy software defined talk. Um, it's um, it's like the, the host. It's like uh, uh, three gentlemen. I think they were all like based out of Austin. I think only one is still in Austin, but they're kind of like in the cloud native. Like they were like product management, marketing. Um, that was kind of you know like initial technical background, but I think yeah. The, um, oh, nice. I, okay, this is Cote's. But I didn't. Michael Cote's got a podcast. I had not listened to this. Have you listened to this, Adam? Yeah. No, no, I've never seen this one before. This looks great. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a really good in, uh, interviews and now let's see. One I would probably recommend, they did a review of the Kubernetes uh, documentary. That was a good one. Um, All right, sorry. There's a Kubernetes documentary? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. What? I feel like Kubernetes documentary. It's almost like a like, like a caption contest. To the, I mean, I feel like there's. Uh, that's interesting. Who does it follow? It's. I I think it's. I mean, I don't know all of the names. I mean, it's like uh, Joe Beta, uh, Kelsey Hightower is in it. Um, huh. Yeah, a lot of the. 
I'm trying to remember. It's like, what were the controversies? Um, I, I want to say Solomon, Solomon, and some of the Docker people might have been in it. Um, that sounds good. I, yeah, it's most of the main characters. That sounds good. All I can, all, I can't get out of my head the the time that uh, that um, Ice Cube performed at CubeCon. Oh God! And I'm 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 and the straight out of uh, Compton. Uh, a documentary anyway I, and they're just mashing up in my head i'm gonna have terrible nightmares no, I mean, he he they, they called it straight out of cubecon i know i know <laughs> this is when we and no we i i mean i assume did you not get as distracted by that as we did because we were like wait a minute how much is ice cube making for this this is with like mesosphere was putting him up to this and yeah. the uh is it is it and then this is like when we learned that you could have like Snoop Dogg at your all hands for like 20,000 bucks, which feels like that's obtainable. That's like, I mean. That's the spirit. There you <laughs> go. Ice Cube was surprisingly inexpensive is what we learned from, for straight out of CubeCon. It's just like, oh my God, what an embarrassment. Uh, but this documentary looks interesting. And also I need something to watch with my 15 year old that is not a documentary of a failed company because I wanted to watch the smartest guys in the room have you watched that adam that yeah, Enron? great yeah i wanted to watch it this weekend i'm like hey i've got a great documentary that i want us to watch together he's like okay but if it's about a failed company no thanks i'm like <laughs> all right well did you watch the the um jeez, oh, what's the the documentary about the people that left apple was it General Magic? Yeah, General Magic. He and I did watch that one together, which is great. That documentary is great. Silicon Cowboys is great. He he felt, and this is where he and I ended up getting in an argument, where he felt the General Magic documentary is a, quote, documentary about a failed company. I'm like, that is an oversimplification of the General Magic documentary, which I think yeah. is a documentary yeah. about a great shared dream that was just many years too early. But yeah, that's a great... Have you, you Have you seen that one, Adam? No. No, I haven't. I got to gotta put that one on the list. And that's one that you might, that may be a little uh, father-son one, honestly. All right. I, I think. All right. We'll check it yeah, out. Yeah, that, that, that's one that to check out. Uh, well, this is a lot of really good stuff. Um, Cartoon, thank you very yeah. much. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, this is so, giving us a ton of stuff. Um, I, because I broke the ice on failed companies. May I go through a list of favorites of failed company podcasts? And I'm just sorry that I find yeah. it so compelling. Uh, do it. Okay, so uh, I've got a bunch here. Um, well, one, actually, uh, the obviously the Theranos podcasts are, are great. Both The Dropout um, and John Kerry's podcast are both. I, and I think you've listened to at least one of those, right, Adam? I know, the, I know the dropout as a Hulu show. Is that that, that was a podcast? It before? was based on a podcast. Uh, the Hulu show was based on the podcast. I didn't know that. And then, and then you're referring to Bad Blood, the final chapter. Bad Blood, the final as chapter. Carrie one. As Carrie one, and yeah. it, which is also very good. And just hanging on every, I was just hanging on every episode there. Uh, the thing that actually. Both of those were somewhat oxide inspirational. <laughs> mm, maybe I should be going here. Uh, okay, let's no, pull this one back. In, right? in that, the dropout talks to a bunch of Theranos employees, and you realize how compelling a big vision is. A big vision is really, really compelling. And you think to yourself, man, it is such a tragedy that Theranos was fraudulent because it actually attracted people that were willing to take a 
a really big swing at a really, really, really hard problem. And I just think like there's a lot to be said for for uh, people are attracted to hard problems, which is kind of paradoxical. Yeah, and and for Theranos, I mean, obviously peroxide too, but really talented people, like alarmingly really talented. alarmingly talented people, yeah, were, were were pulled in there. Yeah, certainly for Theranos. And I assume you're going to talk about bad bets. I am going to talk about bad bets. Uh, so bad bets, they've done two seasons, one for Enron. Enron is just the Enron is like the World War Two of. Of, fraud, of failed companies in that it is so deep, like you just can't learn too much about it. There's just so much there um, with respect to it. Change the world. It's like every every week could have its own documentary. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Enron now in color, colorized Enron. No, I just think it is just, it's extraordinary. And two on that. So one, the, the, the bad bets on Enron. Uh, also, um, do you listen to Acquired at all? No, I haven't. I don't listen. To I know. One. I saw Steve here earlier. Steve's a huge Acquired fan. Acquired is a good podcast. They've been at it for a long time, um, and they do profile. It's like every company has a story, and so they they take companies and tell the story of a company. Uh, I would recommend. I'm, I just got done listening to the TSMC, uh, which is very good. Um, and I mean, there's so much that's remarkable about TSMC as a company and that history. But then they they did in part because of FTX they did one on Enron, which is not normally what, they, normally they talk about companies that are that kind of, they're very positive about companies that are still in, in existence. In Enron's case, they're talking about obviously a company that's deceased, but a really, really good long, like three and a half hours on Enron. But that's very good. Even having listened to bad bets on Enron, I, again, I, I just feel like I can't take too much Enron. Um, so that's a, a really good one. Um, the, I, I promise I only have like 60 of these, uh, the, uh, boom bust on HQ trivia. Boom bust is the name of the podcast. Do you remember HQ trivia? No. HQ trivia was this thing that would happen at like six o'clock. The kids were really into it back in the day. It was a live trivia program, a live trivia app effectively. And they had aspirations oh. that they were going to replace broadcast television. And so, but it is a... That podcast is, and and this is one that you kind of listen to. You know, it's 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 a narrative, so you listen to all episodes. Really, really good. So, boom bust on on HQ trivia is outstanding. Uh, and then the um, the other one that I feel. Oh, uh, do you listen to Startup at all as a podcast? No, I don't. Startup was from Gimlet Media, and oh, I listened. Was what was the first season of? Was that the first season of the Gimlet Media one? Yes. I, I think maybe I did listen to that one. Yes. It, I listened to it when I was starting my own company. Yes. And it is, it's very good and almost unprecedented because they were so naive when they started Gimlet. And this is Alex Bloomberg. And he realizes that, like, I don't know how to start a company, but I do know how to, like, record audio. So he records audio for the entire time he's starting the company. And so he records these things that you never get recorded anywhere, that you never hear. And in particular, he records, I'm not sure if you remember this, Adam, he records him pitching Gimlet to Chris Saka. I do. I, that's, I, there were two scenes I remember, that one and him talking with his wife about some offer coming in. But the Chris Saka one, definitely remember. And so he pitches Gimlet to Chris Saka 
and he pitches it so terribly. And I remember, like, I, I remember vividly, you probably remember where you were too. I like stopped uh, yeah. washing the dishes and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Alex Bloomberg, I could pitch your company better than this. The exact same reaction. I remember exactly where I was and just, just tripping over himself could not, it, it was the most awkward thing I've listened to. It was terrible. And do you remember Chris Saka's like, oh God. Okay. Yeah. Just like eviscerate him. And it's like, okay, let me tell you what you should have said. No, he, he, and he, no, no as he, you have the ordering reversed. It's worth, it's even better than that. Cause he's like, oh wow. That's not the way I would pitch it. The way I would pitch it is, and then Chris Saka turns around immediately, gives him a minute and a half pitch. And you're just like, God damn, that guy's good. I mean, it's just a really, really yeah. good pitch. And so Alex Bloomberg is like, oh, this is awesome. Like you get it all like that. Wow. That's a really good pitch for my company. <laughs> and like, you must be in. He's like, well, actually, let me give you the other side of this. And then he gives him <laughs> a minute of like why this company is just like uninvestable. And there's this great moment. Alex Bloomberg is like, what is happening right now? Like, I do not, I am so confused about what is happening because you just gave me the best reasons I have ever heard to invest in my company. And then you gave me the best reasons I've ever heard to never like talk to me again. And I don't know like which is which. And Chris Hawk is like, welcome to venture capital. Um, <laughs> but that is very good. They did a couple of seasons of that. Um, they dropped later seasons were not as good, but the second season is good. It follows one startup, uh, follows a dating app actually. Um, and I think it follows Bumble if I'm remembering that correctly, but that's a, uh, one of these post post my marriage dating apps. So I can't, they all blend together. Um, but that one is definitely uh, merits a, I want to actually go back and re-listen to that stuff because it was very, very good. Um, um yeah, Ian's been. Ian's been waiting, but we should. Uh, I wanted to mention. Um, I, I, I don't know if you listened to this one, but DevTools FM by uh, a colleague of ours, Justin Bennett, um, is, is good. I've I've listened to a few episodes of it. In particular, I listened to one on Replay.io, which is this pretty nifty replay debugger for web apps. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, like very much you know up our alley in terms of like developer tools and debugging and stuff like that. So uh, you know, dovetailed with what. Corn Duel was telling us and um, one of our colleagues. So yeah, that's that's actually great to hear. That's something I've been meaning to listen to it. Justin, I apologize, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. That sounds uh, I, I've been absolutely meaning to do that. So I will add that one to the and and the it's on uh, replay with replay.io. You said yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, that might be a good entree for you, Brian. Um, uh, interesting stuff about you know replay debugging and in the browser and how it works. A little too late on technical details, um, but but definitely gives you the, the the gist of it in a pretty interesting way. That's awesome, Ian. A, a, a former Twitter Spaces regular, welcome to Discord. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I've got four to recommend today. Um, my first and the failed company in my roster is uh, a podcast called As the Ice Cream Churns, uh -huh. which is about Ample Hills Creamery, which uh, filed for bankruptcy on March 15th of 2020, so just before New York City shut down for the pandemic. Um, really good podcast and kind of explores a lot of the human side of like how that impacted their lives, as well as them trying to rebuild and then open up a new store called The Social. Um, that's a really good 
uh, listen. Um, and it's called worth, As worth the Ice Cream out. Turns? As the Ice Cream Churns. Turns. Yeah. Turns. Uh, Ad, Adam's got it. Yep, got it, got it. Um, uh, that, one's, that one's worth it checking out. Um, the second uh, to check out is called uh, Let's Make a Sci-Fi. Um, this is, uh, I think, family-friendly, though I haven't I I kind of <laughs> I'm a bad parent. You know, I'm a bad it. parent, so that may it, it's family friendly for me. <laughs> I mean, I think that if uh, wait wait don't tell me is uh, family friendly, that I think that this would also be family friendly. Um, the uh, it's like three comedians that are trying to um, make a, a a script and a, a pitch for a original science fiction, like serious science fiction um, kind of pitch. I have heard about And it's about interesting because they're like... Yeah. Yeah, and they get some good guests on to like give them some guidance on, on um, technology and on society and on a, a few other bits and pieces, and it ends with them doing an audio play version of, of the pitch. Um, it's, it's definitely compelling. I, I kind of power listened through that one. Uh, it was kind of the book you can't put down equivalent of a podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Am- I have amazing guests more, on that one too. I'm um, Rain Wilson and Neil deGrasse Tyson. A lot of yeah, yeah exactly right. You, you start listening to it, then you're like, oh, oh, okay, this guy's on it. All right, I didn't realize <laughs> right. that I managed to, to get them. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a, a good listen. Um, there's two more. Um, there's a podcast called invest like the best mm, that's that a good one. i listened yep. to but the um most recent episode that stood out to me they had uh shane Bedier on who is a wow, nba okay. player and yes. um, um written about by michael lewis um in in the new york times i think oh, a while back or maybe the new york or a while back talking about how yep. um, your memory is an undervalued yeah. um member of the rockets yeah and also yeah, alums. yeah. It was called the No Stats All Star. Was the article in the in the New York Times, um, and um, yeah, uh, really interesting uh, individual, um, and uh, has kind of a very different uh, view on the sport and how to play it, and kind of stuck to his uh, stuck to his principles on valuing the things that other people didn't necessarily value. Where um, he didn't put up the best stats, but in terms of the uh, impact that he had on the team when he was on the court was was uh, undeniable from from the like overall stats of him on the court versus not on the court. Um, so that one was worth a listen. Um, and my last and probably the more tech focused podcast, uh, Spotify have a podcast called Nerd Out at mm. Spotify. Um, I'm not huge on all of the episodes, but they had uh, an episode called uh, Open Source Work is Work, um, which talks about Spotify's kind of open source uh, management strategy within a large organization. And this was pretty um, compelling to me uh, as someone who's in a similar sized organization um, to hear about how they're thinking about how they approach open source and the the kinds of projects they put out there, how they maintain those projects over time, 
how they uh, kind of support the people inside the organization that is doing that work. Um, yeah, a really compelling episode to, to kind of think about the nuts and bolts of um, how you uh, deal with the people side of managing open source work within a large organization. So that one's worth checking out as well. That is awesome. You sound, yeah, these sound great. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, and Invest Like the Best is another Steve Tuck favorite, Adam. I don't know if you, Steve loves Invest Like the Best. There's some really good episodes, but I've not listened to the, give me some good ones to go listen to. Those are great, Ian. Thank you. So I, I telegraphed this one earlier. I telegraphed this one earlier, Brian, but but uh, Ian just reminded me of it. So there is a podcast called "How Did This Get Made?" It's right up your alley. It's about terrible, terrible movies. Oh, and it's, uh, oh no! It's uh, it's three comedians. It's, so it's it's Paul oh, Shear, no. uh, Jean Raphael, and Jean Jason Mazukas oh, who watch a movie oh, no. and talk about it. Oh okay, no! Now, the reason have I, they talked I, about any movies I, that it, you and I have together seen in the theater? Well, so my wife, who knows me and loves me, bought me bought us tickets to the live show a few years ago, <laughs> and so we watched the movie in preparation for this. Um, a movie you've never heard of. It's called. It's uh, directed by Leonard Nimoy. Um, a movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What movie? Uh, it's called Holy Matrimony. Um, about. Uh, <laughs> Like the Canadian Hooterites. Anyway, it's it's not a movie I'd recommend. My, the only the only thing I would say was that these comedians are very funny, but I felt like I studied this movie in depth, and I feel like they kind of watched it casually. I have funny <laughs> things to say about it. But you, I, but, uh, you so you like this, but you you think that they don't have enough rigor in their craft of criticizing these terrible movies. You feel that you you, no, that, you that, feel that you and I have been more rigorous in our watching of terrible movies. Am I getting that subtext correct? That it's very, that's very well said. Yes. <laughs> So I, are we going to do some sort of like, are we, should we do a competing, should we do like Gili, our review of Gili for them? I mean, there's just the, how we can. Yeah, but they keep it to like an hour. Could we keep our review of Gili to like less than six? Like that seems. No, no, I, no, I can't. No, no deal. No deal. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we want to go go into it in all of its fetid, fetid glory. A movie that we Adam and I did regrettably see Gili together in the theater. I mean, regrettably, I mean, it was intentional, so. Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Hey, how are you? Uh, better than most. <laughs> I'm going to... Not as, of course, of, of course, a competition. Of course, of, of course, not as good as others. I mean, there's always a, there's always a top. There you go. Um, what did I do? I started uh, I started my podcast listening on my college internship at the National Association of Securities Dealers, uh, the regulatory arm of the NASDAQ. Uh, it's called FINRA now, but that's not important. Bought an iPod to help me with my four and a half hour commute. So I went from the bus to the red line to the blue line to the van. Uh, sometimes I would slug it, which for those not from uh, DC is Uber, but you pay for it by being a meat token that allows the car owner to access the high occupancy vehicle. Uh, oh, anyway. interesting. This is like casual carpool in the Bay Area. Yes. So, and this is. So you can, that's really interesting. And is there like another app to get on that? I mean, how do you? So no, this was 2005. There weren't smartphones. Oh, I gave the year away. In any case, uh, what you would do is you would line up at the bus station and folks would drive up and say, I'm going to the Pentagon. I'm going to okay. um, uh, Pentagon City. 
and they'd drop you off in the core of the city at a uh, at a metro stop wherever they were uh, wherever they were headed. And since you were headed another hour and a half down the line, it doesn't matter where you start your journey. It's just nicer to get uh, nicer to get well closer if you're out in the suburbs. So you know, I people told me casual carpool is like this could only happen in the Bay Area. If this happened anywhere on the East Coast, everyone would get you'd get knifed in the car. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. And and I did not know that DC also had effectively casual carpool because I mean, I I commuted to work for years via casual carpool, which was. Oh no! It, it, very much. No, it was very. It was very much a thing. I'm not. I'm not sure what's uh, since happened to it. Maybe Uber's a thing now. But yes, like twenty years ago, definitely a thing. Awesome. So you're. Yeah, so uh, you're jamming. You're. You're listening to podcasts starting from way back in the day. Oh yeah, and um, and then even up until uh, Apple Watch. And so uh, shout to Marco and Overcast who made an amazing product. Uh, I had made the terrible version myself because I wanted to listen to podcasts on my watch on the walk and so what i would do is you'd get rss rss would expand the valid the url to a valid download url you'd go to audacity and change the tempo then you'd slice it into 64 pieces and then you'd import it as an album with 64 tracks of itunes and then from itunes you'd send it to the iphone and then from iphone you'd send it to the watch via bluetooth and then you were able to listen to it and you could it's, easy. Back by going, it's, it's as easy as recording <laughs> twitter spaces <laughs> very much so um, but to uh, but to tell you which podcasts I like, um, the Moth has been, oh, I think it's been what like twenty three years of it. A uh, variety of stories, um, and a uh, uh, variety of themes, and then each theme has many stories. Each of them are an hour. Uh, some of them are famous folks, completely unknown. All of them are pretty well told. Some of them are amazingly well told. Um, and those uh, has a that has a very long back catalog. I think they've had thirty five forty thousand different. Uh, Storytellers and so big back catalog, well lost in that. and yes. family safe. Uh, this is a good one if you got kids in the car, even young kids. Uh, this is I. Uh, it is good. I don't know if you listen to the Moth much, Adam, but really good stuff. And often, I think very thought provoking for kids uh, in particular because it is it is basically it is radio safe. It's safe. It's family safe. But they get into some topics that are are big important topics. So that's a great recommendation, Jeremy, of course. Um, what else? Uh, Behind the Bastards. So Robert Evans, mm. a uh, journalist and extremism researcher, uh, pairs off with a rotating cast of comedian friends and takes you down a book report Wikipedia rabbit hole of the most terrible people in history. So <laughs> royal families and dictators and Henry Kissinger, televangelist, Jeff Bezos, oh God. Uh, the Dulles brothers. They were the uh, founders of the CIA. And um, I would recommend uh, starting with the miniseries that they did uh, called Behind the Police, which looks at the history of the job, which is really, I mean, it's not good. It's, it's terrible. Right. But um, it's, 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 it's useful to be exposed to. Oh, my God. That sounds great. Oh, this looks really good. Wow. I... I I'm I'm gonna do nothing but clean the house for the next two weeks. <laughs> um, going back to the lighter side of things, a podcast called Reasonably Sound. Um, so it goes uh, does long episodes on stuff like the Bram. Um, it's that noise that Chris Nolan absolutely loves, and I guess Michael Bay that like <laughs> that, like screeching noise that like the Transformer makes, or like the giant shit makes crashing into the ground, and you. And then, the, and then slowly, like, the hero turns, and, yeah, I won't give the whole episode away. Um, did an episode on, like, the history of hold music and where that comes from and how it's licensed and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, where else? Uh, back to the Dark Place. Um, 
There have only been four episodes. There's a fifth one that was an intro, but we'll kick that one. Uh, Terrorism Bad, uh, another group of extremism researchers, uh, review um, media. And so did an episode on American Sniper and that 2020 movie, The, uh, uh, the Hunt, that was everyone was all up in arms for for a minute. And then a, a long two-parter on uh, Far Cry 5, the one that deals with the, uh, the video game that deals with the cult. That's called Terrorism Bad. Yeah, uh, they. I would add to that. Have you listened to uh, the Rabbit Hole from New York Times? Um, they, that's uh, that is another really good one um, that you want to listen to in sequence about how people become radicalized online. Really, really interesting. If you are a parent of teenagers, it's definitely worth listening to that one in particular. Um, teenagers, literal or metaphorical, um, but that's a, 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 and it's not too much of a downer, but definitely uh, a good one to listen to. Um, more from the uh, how this got made or, or why we made this, uh, the Playdate podcast from um, the folks at Panic. Uh, There's a little orange, uh, well, around the size of, not orange, yellow, around the size of a deck of cards video game console that throws back to like um, Game Boy uh, that uh, Panic, the company that makes some of your favorite uh, Mac and iOS software, and uh, Teenage Engineering um, paired up on and released, I guess it was last year. And so both talking about the uh, how the console was developed and then also the folks who made games for it, uh, talking about the games that they've, uh, that they've put together. That seems cool. That looks really Yeah. Cool. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I remember when that console came out, it seemed really neat. So um, I, I would love to hear about its, its backstory. I see it, it, this, it, it, this is the one that came out this year in April. Is that right? Um, I'm tr- I feel like I've had, I've had one longer than that. I think that so... I mean, oh, shipping me, shortage I mean, and yeah, shipping I mean, from podcast, uh, me. Yeah, so um, that that sounds right. And I know there've been a couple of uh, a couple yeah. of episodes. Cool. Playdate is uh, looks so you've got a Playdate. I I had no, 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 that long no. no, but Jeremy, I take it has one. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yes. Yeah. Recommended. It lo- looks really neat. I I do. It's um the 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 game mechanic with the with the crank is interesting having the idea that you don't necessarily need to be a triple a title and pack um 250 hours of gameplay into something there can be something that's novel uh, you can sideload games onto it you can buy them from like itch.io or a uh, um, different store there's games for as little as a dollar and so some of them are just like see it's this one joke <laughs> I go, oh, okay that's uh, maybe worth a dollar we'll uh, we'll see but having something that's easier to develop against than a playstation 5 that um, indie developers can make something neat. It feels like a little bit of that's been lost with um, like, oh, you have to ship this for the PlayStation. It has to rumble the thing and send sound to the controller and um, and have a great multiplayer mode. And so going back to the uh, time when we would put games on our graphing calculators or make um, make text games or, or whatever. Yeah, this looks really neat. I wonder if it's too late to get one. I, this looks a good one for the uh, potential Christmas gift. So that, that, that's, uh, that looks like a good one. Yeah, that's great. It looks like a great uh, podcast. Yeah, and uh, so part of the um, uh, part of the fun with Playdate was it's Wi-Fi, and so it trickles the games out to you when you um, when you start up. It gives you two games, and then every week it it trickles more um, uh, more games out, and so you don't play everything all at once. And there's a bit of the uh, surprise and fun of like, oh, it's it's new game day. Let's play the new. Uh, let's play the new games and you don't quite know what you're getting and you love some of them and you know, some of them are, uh, and some of them you don't, but there's always more games coming. 
That is awesome. In addition to what you can side with. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. The last two, I, the last two I'd leave you with are, um, if you saw HBO's Chernobyl, there's a podcast uh, if you're into a disaster that um, sort of fills in between the uh, episodes and, and goes deeper than the uh, the show does. We are, we are into disasters, little, that's for a sure. A little. So what's, <laughs> is the podcast well, called Chernobyl? Uh, I believe so. Um, the Chernobyl podcast is, um, I, I'll link it in the, uh, I'll link it in the, the proto show. Proto notes. notes. Uh, That'd be great. Chat. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds good. I'll, I'll definitely binge listen to that. Um, and, uh, there is, uh, two comedians that do, um, uh, podcast guys we fucked, which <laughs> is, um, a ladies call in it, a ladies call in advice show, which is usually a good time. <laughs> so that's exa- exactly like car talk. Yeah, just uh, I think maybe at the I you know you start with the very family friendly moth and leave with something that's maybe uh, maybe I would not play with the family but that sounds uh, sounds like a good listen. It's on the iPod. It's in your ear holes. There you go. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, Jeremy, those are those are terrific. Thank you so much. Those are really terrific recommendations and a lot of good good stuff to go check out there. Uh, Peter, what do you what do you got? Casual games, and I'll just take a look at my favorite game, and I've practically logged 7,000 hours, 6,958 hours on it since the game was released in like 2013. So I feel like I'm the opposite end of the gaming spectrum from somebody doing a casual game. <laughs> that's a lot but, um, of hours. That's a lot of hours. You know? So you know, that's the thing is that game used to be a kind of a micro community. And like if you're in gaming, like you know, everybody knew all, all games, and you can't do that anymore because there is such a divergence of what gaming means to people. You have like, for instance, I, I'm just too old, my eyes and my Twitch hands don't work as fast, so I, I don't do first-person shooters, right? And it's like I'm down the rabbit hole of like these crazy games, right? And that's totally different from people playing casual mobile games. I think that that's one of you know that that's just a, a truth, and I think this. Although that's a, a, a story about gaming, I think the truth is also that that's the same with tech overall. That we've all gotten niched into various things. So like, the podcasts I'm listening to are like, uh, what is it, the data engineering podcast from Native, right? Or SADA's uh, Cloud and Clear, you know, which is very much cloud-focused. And I have to admit that I'm not really a serial podcast listener. I'm very much a dumpster diver. Like, I need to find out about a topic, and I'll see, ooh, what podcasts are out on it, and I'll listen to, like, four or five or six, and then, like, that's it. Mm. Like, I, you know, and, and I just don't have the strategic patience anymore to do with tech what I do with my favorite game, which is put thousands of hours into it. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm the opposite of you. Like, you know, like, sometimes when I'm on my off hours, I'm, I'm looking to do other things, you know, with my podcast time, right? Um. The one podcast I did want to bring people, you know, because, uh, Brian, you were talking about the, the the power of humor. And so the podcast I really wanted to say that kind of like lived up to my expectations was a podcast that was done by, of all people, John Hodgman and his friend Elliot Kalan, which was about um, BBC's uh, I, Claudia series. So this is a series that was done in the 1970s. And these guys didn't do the podcast until li- literally decades later. Like just, I think it was like two years ago when they, they, they did this podcast. And each one is this a is hilarious. iPodius. iPodius. Yes, exactly. Yeah, interesting. That's awesome. I, I, I watched iClaudius with my folks in the 80s, you know, week to week. Yes. 
It was a fantastic series. Certainly not child-friendly. I don't want to give anybody listening uh, the wrong impression. That is definitely an adult series. And I was like, when I first saw it in 1976, I think it, was, it showed in, in the United States in 77. And like, you know, just it's jaw-dropping for somebody in middle school to be watching that kind of thing. It's not it's not family-friendly kids, you know, so. Are, um, are you criticizing Adam's, the, the the way Adam was raised? Does, does he actually explain no. a lot of Adam had an early <laughs> exposure to I, Claudius. <laughs> Ruined me from that point on. No, fair. It was definitely, I mean, it definitely showed you, like, uh, what, what was able to fly on the BBC as opposed to American uh, broadcast television. I'll tell you that much. Um, but the uh, but the 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 podcast itself is this wonderful take between like nostalgic trips to you know see what that time was like in the podcasters' own lives, uh, a little bit about the actual history of the Roman Empire, uh, and then of course a lot of wonderful takes on the uh, the quality or lack thereof in BBC set design in the 1970s. So <laughs> and so, Peter, can you can you listen to the podcast without having seen I Claudius, or do you recommend doing them both? simultaneously or how does you, one you, kind of you certainly you certainly can but i was just i mean for, for me it was just filled with nostalgia it's like i you know some of the episodes i might not have seen in years but it's like i know exactly the moment they're talking about because it, this is brian blessed you know the the cast that they have is uh, uh derek jacoby is playing claudius right these are just, right. it's is a fantastic series so if you've ever seen i claudius it's definitely worth the commentary if you've not seen it You'll probably end up buying the DVDs, you know, and, and pay, paying full freight for them because it's just such a delightful introduction to the series. But you know, you could probably watch like, uh, you know, watch an episode uh, of 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 the BBC and then and then go and listen to their podcast because it's kind of like just like you would watch any sort of annotated DVD of like uh, Breaking Bad, things like that. You know, it's 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 a there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of commentary back and forth, but they do provide some wonderful color and commentary for people who are not familiar with the history or anything like that. And of course, John Hodgman is just always so good with the dry wit. So I, I Claudius is available on streaming, by the way, so I don't have to you don't have to yeah. buy the DVDs, uh, which is good. Um, and I definitely I, I almost want to watch it with my 15 year old who. Uh, made oh, somehow uh, my my wife was forbidding him from watching Breaking Bad because it was child inappropriate, thereby right. challenging him to rattle off all of the incredibly inappropriate things he had already seen. That definitely right. backfired. I mean, at some point, she's like, "All right, fine, do you just watch it? I, I just I don't want to hear this anymore. I don't want to hear about all the terrible, terrible things you've seen." But I would want to see how it how it holds up. And I would, uh, Adam, how old were you when you watched I Claudius with your parents? I want to. I mean, now I feel embarrassed, but I'm pretty sure that I was probably like, well, right. that kind of neighborhood. We watched it on Masterpiece Theater. Like, I remember indelibly, like, the, the like, uh, uses Vs in, like, the show graphic, as I'm now looking on, on Wikipedia to confirm. Well, um, also, like, the, the, yeah. the, the yeah. harpsichord in the Masterpiece Theater intro is... Is Masterpiece Theater still around? Is that... Are we we're dating ourselves here? We're we're gathering around the wireless, aren't we? Uh, yeah, well, I think we I think that one for sure we're gathering. I mean, this is like we're probably. I mean, three, two, one contact is probably. Do we leave the, you, 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 you don't need that, that. That felt unnecessary. That felt unnecessary. That felt like an unnecessary <laughs> desecration uh, of a Gen X foundational program. Three, two, one contact. That just felt extremely <laughs> unnecessary. I, I, that just you. 
Uh, no pulling hair. Look, I love three to one contact. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't think it is the so social currency. Good. It Come on, the Bloodhound Gang. It is so good. It is so good. <laughs> All right, Adam. I know we you need to you need to split, but I know we got at least one other. Uh, um, uh, Johan Tobias. I wonder if we want to get him on stage. Uh, yeah, uh, Peter, that's a great recommendation. Thank you very much. That's a, that's an exciting one to go listen to. Yeah, thank you. And okay, I'll... take care, guys. Okay, you too. Uh, I'm from Europe, so I keep it a bit short because it's late here. <laughs> um, but uh, I have uh, at least three suggestions. I posted a lot more in the chat. Uh, the first one is, or the last one is. Is the It Could Happen Here podcast, mm. where the first one or two seasons are um, about uh, reasonable scenarios how um, the US could suddenly f- or not so suddenly uh, fall to fascism, mm. which uh, is, was kind of pre. Uh, Pre uh, January sixth. Right. <laughs> so, in in uh, fairness to them, this is before the U.S. actually fell to fascism. So it was actually <laughs> before it felt quite so precipitous. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um. Then, um, I, I I really found it delightful because um it um showed a few things which actually happen and just show what small adaptation would be necessary and that those adaptation have been tried by other right-wing groups um as part of their strategy but not really combined um the uh, something uh, more it or specific is the agionometry podcast which is a mix about uh, uh asian uh, Asian economics and um, silicon um, foundry mm. stuff, um, uh, ASML machine, all, all this kind of thing gets explained there, like with a decent background and from like a bit, bit more economic lens, which is interesting. And um, the podcast is written in Taipei, Taiwan, so directly where the pulse of the um, silicon thing is. And um, something a bit more lighthearted is um, the Lost Terminal podcast, um, which is basically um, about, uh, not really a podcast, but like an audio drama, maybe the right thing, short um, audio drama once a week kind of deal, where it is about an, an AI, which was previously on a space station, and uh, humanity has gone through a post-climate change and is restricted to living on the uh, North and South Pole area, basically, um, due to climate change and stuff. And they are basically a bunch of <laughs> machines strung together, which get transported through the world. And there is a sentient artificial intelligence on it which also uses radio to communicate with people and quite fascinating that sounds great and quite uh, it's really great and the guy which makes it also has a youtube channel where he does rust stuff oh that sounds very interesting yeah that that sounds like a a good one i you know i'm not I've, I've tried to listen to a little bit of dramatization but haven't gotten super into it but so i that would be a good one to to try it sounds like yeah, it's at like 10 minutes at max, and there's an audio snippet in there because the person which does it is also a composer, so 
that's that. And um, I have a question, yeah. um, which like Chet can answer me in uh, chat. Um, I uh, at the moment um, in, am in the process of getting my hands on some really cool exotic hardware, and I might want to do a podcast about my experience with it. And if anybody in chat has ideas for resources, um, I should look into for this. Um, I will be thankful if some emerge in chat. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Let's definitely pick it up in chat. That, that sounds like a really... Uh, and hopefully you do do a podcast on it. We, we, we definitely love bizarre exotic hardware. Um, so that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, are you interested enough so I should... Give a, a half a minute tease. Or, um, so I want to be. I, I know Adam's got a Adam's got a run. So fair let, enough. Let's do that. But let's do that in chat. Would be great. Um, and we'll leave the chat open for for a bit here. Um, because I've, I've got a little bit of extra time. We'll we'll leave the chat open. Um, I do want to get to some other. I think that there are probably some other podcasts that people are thinking of that we want to recommend. So if we could drop those in the chat, and then Adam, I think we could just put all those in the in the show notes. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate everyone dropping these links and uh, making the job easy to have some decent show notes this week. This has been terrific. And can I just mention, uh, can I close on just a handful of others that I haven't had a chance to mention yet? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One is uh, The Journal. Do you listen to The Journal podcast? The Journal podcast is a good, uh, this is a good kind of a daily news podcast. They did a series on Second Life, which is mesmerizing. Really, really good. Huh. Uh, maybe that's a four or five part series on Second Life, and they actually really good journalism because they are looking into the claims from Meta about the metaverse and and hey, have these been tried before and what actually happened? And a good, in particular, Second Life is still around, so they did some really good journalism talking to folks that are still on Second Life and what it's meant for them and what are some of the challenges there as well. Really, really good. Um, it's that that one is, is worth listening to. The other one that I love is the pitch. The you, did you listen? So no. the pitch was a, a Gimlet no. podcast, went on a protracted hiatus, maybe coming back, but good backlog. This is a bunch of startups going in front of VCs to pitch their startup. Uh, and it, it, it's, mm. um, you know, it's mostly not kind of Sand Hill type. You know, they, these are folks raising smaller amounts of money. But there's some, um, there's some really good ones. I really enjoyed listening to that one. Um, certainly, when we were kind of contemplating oxide, I listened to a lot of the pitch. Um, and then uh, just another one that I want to get out there because it's another one that people might not find otherwise is Mystery Show. Unbelievable! Did you listen to Mystery Show? No, 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 no. Another Gimlet podcast. Only ran for a single season. I thought it was extraordinary. I was really surprised that it wasn't re-upped. And then I learned that it wasn't re-upped because of some kind of structural problems at Gimlet. Turns out the fact that it wasn't re-upped was symptomatic of some broader problems at Gimlet. But uh, Mystery Show is still around and uh, absolutely loved Mystery Show. So that's uh, – and then I'm listening to – just reflecting on my poor parenting decisions and child inappropriateness, listening to Bone Valley – with my 10-year-old, which is about a gruesome, gruesome murderer and someone who's falsely convicted, but is also a really, a really good podcast. So, there we nice. are. Uh, that reminds me, that sounds a little bit like uh, S-Town. I don't know if you listened to that one. Um, but a, another kind of true crime podcast I listened to, uh, I kind of binge listened to. Well, know. and I... I, I feel that like serial, it is all kind of a tip of the hat to serial. Really, uh, I think podcasts really went non-linear with serial in 2014. Yeah, yeah. So I totally agree. So uh, great recommendations on the spot, Brian. What are you listening to? 
what like what what did you hear tonight that you're you're going to pick it up when you uh, are washing the dishes later? Oh man, I want to go. I, honestly, there is so much good stuff in the the backlog. Um, I, I I can't pick. There's I feel like I got the buffet in front of me. Oh yeah. Um, I actually. Am, yeah. am honestly gonna go listen to uh, Zaid and and Ford advisors. Is that the how do I pronounce that? Zaidi. I, I think Ziadi. Um, Ziadi. I think I'm gonna go listen to theirs on on FTX. Yeah. Is honestly the and and the QE two. I think you hooked me on that one early. Uh, yeah. But a yeah. big Q. Yeah. How about yourself? Do you have one that you're uh, you particularly eyeing? Uh, I you know I'm between the in, invest like the best on Shane Battier because I got to say since I read that Michael Lewis article like I don't know 15 years ago whatever it's been it, it is stuck in my brain. Uh, and then the Playdate one has really kept uh, that that someone mentioned is is really captured my imagination. Um, so I'm going to go, I think, start at the beginning of the play. Yeah, absolutely. No, those are, those are good. A yeah. uh, lot of great recommendations, though, across the board. I th- this is this was fruitful. I felt like this was all this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, th- this is great. Yeah, the great topic. Then. Thanks, everyone, for, for dropping in the recommendations. Thanks, everyone, for dropping in the recommendations. Um, I, th- th- Peter, I will I, I'll come back to you when I, Claudius, s- scars my children. Um, uh, but a lot of great stuff to go listen to and uh, thanks for joining us we'll be back uh, next week thanks everybody